This is the Protestant Libertarian Podcast, a project of the Libertarian Christian Institute and part of the Christians for Liberty Network. I really hope that you guys enjoy today's show. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Protestant Libertarian Podcast. Last year, I gave you guys a Christmas special, and I'm doing the exact same thing this year. Uh, when I recorded in 2022, I went over six books that had a very profound impact on my theology and on my political worldview, and I wanted to cover all six of those books because I know that around Christmas time, you get a lot of Amazon gift cards, and you want to find good books to spend them on. So that got me thinking that maybe every year, I'll give a rundown of the books that I think were the most important that were released in that year. So we're coming to the end of 2023. And since I chose the number six last year, I'm going to arbitrarily choose six again. And I think from here on out, every year that I have this podcast, I will release to you as a special Christmas bonus episode, even though I know this is going to come out a couple of days before Christmas, but I'll release to you as a special bonus episode, the six books that had a profound impact on me so that you can go and curate your Amazon wish list as, as necessary. And you guys should be having all this money from Christmas coming in. And if you want to buy yourself some good books and get yourself educated, um, hopefully these recommendations are helpful to you because they are helpful to me. Now, I read a lot of books and not all of them were published in 2023. And there were plenty of books that were published in 2023 that I read that did not make the list. So just because there's a book that I don't talk about explicitly, uh, but that I've talked about in the past on the show, or maybe even interviewed the author, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't check those books out. These are just the ones that really stood out to me because they were so important. So all of these books are always going to deal with either biblical studies or economics or politics or history or something that I am interested in. And I, I deliberately chose this list uh, because I wanted to be diverse. I wanted to give you guys some books from a, a wide range of subjects that might that might get you interested in reading that I've mentioned on the show before. So this won't be a very long episode. But this is just going to give you something to, to talk about. And all of these books, I, I wholeheartedly endorse and recommend to all of you, my listeners. So without any further ado, we're going to go ahead and jump into it. The very first book that I want to recommend for the year. Uh, one of the best books that I read that was published in 2023 was a book called A Jewish Paul by Matthew Thiessen. And Matthew Thiessen is a Canadian New Testament scholar, and he is an adherent to the Paul within Judaism school, which seeks to locate Paul within Judaism instead of in opposition to it. So within Pauline studies, there are really four main camps of understanding Paul, the Lutheran or the Reformation view of Paul, the new perspective on Paul, and the apocalyptic Paul. And then the fourth one is the Paul within Judaism camp. And I used to be a hardcore advocate of the new perspective on Paul. Uh, and the problem with uh, with all three of those those uh, traditional views is that they all assert that Paul is reacting to particular problems within Judaism. So for the Lutheran or the, the the classical view of Paul, it's that Judaism is a system of works righteousness where you have to earn your favor before God. And so Paul is responding to that. With the new perspective on Paul, they believe that Judaism is a religion of grace. And th- these are people like N.T. Wright and James Dunn and E.P. Sanders. They believe correctly that Judaism is a religion of grace and that the only problem with Judaism is ethnocentrism. So again, there's still a problem with Judaism. And that problem Paul seeks to overcome. And then you have the apocalyptic school of Paul, which says that the law and Judaism was a part of the old creation. And with the resurrection of Jesus, the new has come, it's inbroken into the present. And so all of that old stuff just needs to be done away with. So you can see that all three of those traditional views of Paul set up Paul in opposition to Judaism, whereas the Paul within Judaism school that Thiessen advocates for is going to try to locate Paul within his Jewish context 
context and assumes that Paul isn't trying to do away with Judaism, that Paul can be understood within the within the the boundaries and the worldview of Second Temple Judaism, and Paul's theology of the cross is not set in opposition to uh, Judaism. And I think that if you read Matthew Thiessen's book, A Jewish Paul, there have been a lot of scholars that have wrote, written really good books on uh, Paul within Judaism, but this, I think, is the best short summary of that position. He does a great job of historically contextualizing Paul in antiquity, and I think it makes a it makes a lot of sense of some very complex passages within the Pauline canon. And also, it's very easy to read. It's like 160 pages long. Uh, Matthew Thiessen, is, it's, it's a well-written book, very passionate, um, very pithy. There's a lot of good jokes in there. So just, uh, I, I could not recommend that one anymore to my audience, especially those of you guys that are like me. I used to be New Perspective on Paul, and then after reading a lot of N.T. Wright, I realized that there were some flaws in that thesis, and I began to realize that Paul was actually maybe even a lot more Jewish than N.T. Wright and others like him made him out to be, and there were some other doctrinal issues that I just didn't agree with Wright in that camp on. And so I am firmly within that Paul within Judaism school. Uh, Jewish Paul is one of those few books on biblical studies with which I disagreed with almost nothing. Uh, I think that he gets more or less everything right in the book. Uh, you know, it might might maybe there are some minor issues I would want to I would want to contextualize here or there. But other than that, completely affirm his argument. And I'm in the process right now of trying to get him on the show. I'd love to have him on to talk about it. But that book is a Jewish Paul by Matthew Thiessen. That's my first recommendation. The second one, I did have this author on the show, and this is uh, this book is called The Beginning and End of All Things by Edward Clink. I'm going to put a link to the interview that I did with him because it was one of the best interviews that I had all year. He divulged a little bit about his personal story and about how um, his experience reading the Bible has helped him and his family get through a very difficult time in their life. I'm not going to spoil everything because I want you to go back and listen to it. But the book is a very accessible overview of the biblical theme of creation and how the Bible portrays creation from Genesis through Revelation. And it tries to show how major issues like law and Israel and Jesus and the church all fit into the theme of creation and new creation and how our understanding of the world around us needs to be shaped by Genesis 1 through 2 and Revelation 21 through 22. It's kind of the, uh, those are the bookends of the Bible. And he makes, he makes, um, he makes a lot of the fact that, that it's, even though that might not have been intentional, um, by the original compilers of the Bible, the people that put together the canon, that definitely creates an inclusio of creation that contextualizes everything that comes in between. So if you want to understand how we as Christians ought to think about the world that God has created, what it means, and where it's going, that book is absolutely fantastic. Again, another great, very short overview. I think he does all of it in under 200 pages, and he covers every aspect of the New Testament from the Pentateuch all the way through uh, the book of Revelation. An honorable mention here uh, would be Being God's Image by Carmen Joy Imes. I also had her on the show to talk about uh, to talk about her book, and this deals with a lot of the same issues that Edward Clink addresses in his book. Now, if I'm going to you know recommend this to you, obviously Carmen Joy Imes is not officially one of my my six, but I would recommend reading the book, The Beginning and End of All Things, and then reading Being God's Image, because I think that would be the best way to approach those two. You get the big picture view of creation, and then Being God's Image kind of talks about what it's like to be be created in God's image and and living in the world that he have he has created. So it's a good one two punch. But I, my my second recommendation is the beginning and end of all things by Edward Clink. My third recommendation, uh, a little bit of a sleeper this year too, is a book called Understanding Zionism by Am Perez. I've gotten more interested in Zionism over the last couple of years as I've studied foreign policy. And this book, I believe, was released uh, in the summer, maybe in May or June. And I got an advanced copy of this book from Fortress Press and. Because 
because of some scheduling issues, I couldn't speak with Ann Perez until October. And uh, as it uh, as it happened uh, to work out, our interview was on October the 5th, two days before the recent uh, spate of violence broke out in the Middle East. And so this book wound up being incredibly timely and has been one of my most popular episodes this year. Understanding Zionism is a history of the Zionist movement, and it's written by Ann Perez, who is a Christian, and it does an excellent job of explaining the complex history of Zionism, how there are many different strands of Zionism, why many Jews reject Zionism, and why many American Christians support it. And if you want historical context for what is happening in the Middle East right now, this book is an absolute necessity. This is a history that very few people know. Most people think that the current round of violence began on October the 7th, but it didn't. It goes back over 100 years. And if you want to understand the entire scope of the Zionist movement and how it's morphed and changed over time, Understanding Zionism by Am Perez is an excellent introduction to that. And of course, you can go back and listen to my interview with Ann Perez from a couple of months back. The fourth book that I want to go over today that I want to recommend to you is a book by Carol Roth called You Will Own Nothing. And this is another very timely book that looks at how collusion between governments, corporations, and organizations like the World Economic Forum are deliberately undermining property rights and seeking to centralize wealth and power to direct the course of world history. Now, all of that sounds very conspiratorial. And the first time that I came across the World Economic Forum, I kind of chalked it up to a conspiracy theory as well. And then I was encouraged by Clint Russell on Liberty Lockpod, not directly, but by listening to him, and then I eventually interviewed him about it. But I was encouraged to go and do my own research. So I went to the World Economic Forum's website, and I realized that that's exactly what they're attempting to do. They want to centralize um, all economic power in the hands of a small number of elites, because they believe that by doing so, they can direct world history to a, a better and brighter future. But all of the data that we have about attempts to make that happen in the 20th century have shown that that process has been a demonstrable, a demonstrable failure. And Carol Roth looks at how um, the the agenda of you know the globalists, the the big government type people, and these corporations and organizations like the World Economic Forum are actually eroding our liberty, and they are making it harder for the average person to survive. And uh, this is going to also show how the media is involved, and it looks at all of these different hot button issues that are incredible, incredibly relevant. And because she has a background in finance, she gives you some tips on how to protect your own financial future. So You Will Own Nothing by Carol Roth is an incredibly important read, and I think it will help you make sense of a lot of things that are going on in the world right now. I would also say that this pairs well. Again, this is a book that didn't quite make my list, even though uh, this book was published in 2023. This pairs well with Michael Rechtenwald's book, The Great Reset. Of course, you guys know that Michael Rechtenwald is one of the Libertarian Party's presidential candidates, but he has a whole book on The Great Reset and the World Economic Forum that was really great and that prompted me to do an interview with Clint Russell from Liberty Lockdown. And Again, it's very well sourced. All of the information is out there. And I think that this is something that we as libertarians ought to be aware of because I think that the potential for uh, catastrophe on a global scale is very high if we don't push back against what's happening uh, from institutions like the World Economic Forum. So You Will Own Nothing gives you that background. Highly recommend it. Uh, the fifth book that I want to recommend is another fantastic one called Questioning the COVID Company Line by Lori Calhoun. This one blew me away. And in fact, uh, I interviewed Lori 
Calhoun. She was kind enough to give me an advanced copy of this book as well. And I interviewed her for, uh, for it on the show. It was my longest interview ever. It was two hours long and we wound up breaking it up into two different episodes. This book is a collection of essays that were written by Lori during the COVID pandemic. And they highlight the irrationality and anti-scientific reasoning uh, of the pandemic and raises very difficult questions about the origins of COVID-19, Anthony Fauci masking the vaccines, lockdowns, and then all of the corporate government and media malfeasance that took place during that pandemic. One of the really incredible things about this book is that all of these essays that she wrote during the course of the pandemic are laid out in chronological order. So you can see from the very beginning of the pandemic all the way up to the beginning of 2023, this sequence of events unfolding. And it was wild to read some of the earlier essays and remember like the things that the people in our government were doing and saying to us nonstop, almost all of which have proven to be true, uh, untrue at this point. And she demonstrates that, um, that our ability to think critically about these very important issues was completely diminished by the propaganda that was pushed during the COVID-19 lockdowns. And a lot of Lori's work, and I've had her on to talk about these issues before on my show, but a lot of Lori's work deals with the military-industrial complex and the way that war propaganda motivates American citizens to support unjustifiable wars overseas. And she talks a lot in this book about how the exact same playbook that the military-industrial complex uses to promote wars was the same exact one that they were using to promote the medical industrial complex and the response to COVID. So brilliant book, going to be a great refresher for everything that happened. And it's a, it does a great job of contextualizing uh, COVID-19 over the last three and a half years. So highly recommend that book by Lori Calhoun out now on the Libertarian Institute. And then, of course, number six, uh, this one's completely different from anything that we've talked about on the show. But one of my favorite popular historians is a guy named Tom Holland, and he published a book this year called PAX, which is about the peace of the Roman Empire. And he's written a bunch of really, really great historical works on the Greco-Persian Wars. He's written on uh, the Middle Ages. He wrote a really great book called Dominion about how Christianity changed Western civilization. All of his work is fantastic, and I highly recommend checking all of it out. Oh, he has another really good one about the rise of Islam as well. But the core of his published work has been a kind of a three-part series on the fall of the Roman Republic and the rise of the Roman Empire. Um, and so his first was called Rubicon, which was about Julius Caesar and uh, the imperialism of Rome. His second one was Dynasty, is the Julio-Claudian dynasty. And Pax is the third in that series. And it looks at the period between the Emperor Nero and the Emperor Trajan. And it does a great job of highlighting all of the wars, all of the political intrigue, and all of the social conditions that define that, that period. Holland is an excellent popular historian. He does a great job of working with his source material to paint a very vivid picture of an incredibly important period in imperial Roman history. And again, I know that you guys all know this by now, but I am, you know, a social studies teacher. And so I read a lot of history that has nothing to do with, uh, that has nothing to do specifically with, uh, with politics or economics or biblical studies. I do it because I want to be a better teacher and because I'm genuinely interested in it. And I would highly recommend Tom Holland's work. This is a really great read. So if you want something that's completely different, I mean, it does obviously because it's about, uh, it's about the Imperial Roman era. There are a lot of, there are a lot of parallels between what we're experiencing in the 21st century and what they experienced in the first and second century. So there are some, there are, there's a lot of good information you can get out of that, but something totally different. And uh, something that I think that if you like this show, you will enjoy. So I'm going to put links to all six of these books in the show notes, all links for you to go and purchase them on Amazon. And for all of the books that I have conducted an interview on, I will put links to those interviews in the show notes as well. So you can go back and check those out. I think this is going to be coming out on maybe December 21st or 22nd. So 
You have plenty of time over the next couple of days to get all of your Amazon gift cards together, get yourself a nice little Amazon wish list of books made up for yourself, and then purchase these books and read them. I promise you that you will be much better off for them. So I hope that you enjoyed this very short episode of the Protestant Libertarian Podcast, giving you some good book recommendations to help you get to help get you thinking as we go into 2024. Um, this will not be the last episode that I will release this year. I think that Tuesday is maybe the day after Christmas, but like I said, I'm always going to release an episode on a Tuesday, no matter what's going on. So we have one more Tuesday this year. So I'm excited to have you guys back for the final episode of the year on Tuesday. I will see you guys then. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Protestant Libertarian Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to me at theprotestantlibertarian at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter. You can follow me at the handle at ProLibertyPod. Again, that is at ProLibertyPod. And you can also visit me at theprotestantlibertarianpodcast.com. At theprotestantlibertarianpodcast.com, you can also support the Christians for Liberty Network and the Libertarian Christian Institute. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode, and we will see you next Tuesday.